Hi, this is Faith, and you're listening to the new Manifest Theater Podcast. to the New Manifest Theater podcast. My name is Eva McQuaid. I am an ensemble member of the New Manifest Theater company and your host for this very podcast. And today I am speaking with the Faith. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like you're just a one, you should just be a one uh, name person. No, I'm thinking of I, it. I'm thinking I feel like, yeah. <laughs> Well, I, after many discussions with you about like name and like pronoun stuff and things like that. And I, I always think that you were like, just call me faith, just call me faith. And I was like, yeah, I'm faith. yeah. Anderson, mm-hmm. but just maybe just faith. Yeah. I go by faith Anderson, like both of those, uh, like separate. I've oh actually- yeah. People call you Anderson. Yeah, I've been like, I like introducing myself as Anderson uh, in certain spaces now. Um, And then like in certain spaces, I say Faith or Anderson or both like combined, like Faith Anderson. But, you know, it looks better written (laughs) when it's. (laughs) I need to update my note card then for you. Uh, Call you Faith Anderson now altogether. Um, And not just Faith. Uh, so thank you so much for joining me today. Um, Faith Anderson is uh, just joining us from brunch. Where'd you go? Yeah, I went to Counter Cafe uh, down the street. Nice. Um, it's like right on E6. I think I always get it confused with a different counter, like Counter Culture. I think the that's one the that's... one. Yeah, yeah. But Counter Cafe. Um, they have I really haven't been there in a long time. Yeah. It's they have what? Really great pancakes. What kind of pancakes? I just got just the regular butter buttermilk. Yeah, classic. Nice. Yeah, as Faith Anderson would do. Yeah, very classic. <laughs> <laughs> very classic. Very classy. Yeah. Um. So now that we have uh, introduced your name, uh, choices to us to our, the list, not just us, but to the, my cats who are sitting behind me and also to the general listening population. Um, would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? Oh yeah, no, I don't mind at all. Um, so yeah. I'm Faith Anderson, as we said, um, I'm from Austin, Texas, born and raised. Uh, for those who are going to ask, I did graduate at Pflugerville, but uh, grew up on the East side went to church on the east side, went to after school care on the east side, all that. So um, from East Austin, I currently live back on East Austin and I'm like really grateful for that. I'm really loving being back home. Um, I have lived in DC where I study theater. Um, I've lived outside of Atlanta. Um, and now I'm back here just kind of uh, working around, I'm doing as, as as many things as I really can, honestly, at this point. <laughs> what does that mean? 
uh it's kind of a running joke between me and like you know like my <laughs> partner that like I I have so many interests yeah um that um basically if something's kind of like not working at the current time I'm not afraid to go and try something else and try something new but what that has generally meant is like I've been basically like sustaining myself working like in the food industry um right now I'm like a ginger beer production um like partner in at one of these like play you know small businesses and that's been cool which is very different from like the fast food or bars bar environments that I've worked in before um I also uh am now a certified uh 200 hour trauma-informed yoga teacher and (laughs) and you know and I don't you are familiar but I used to coach Pilates so this kind of into my like movement bag oh I don't know if I knew that oh yeah yeah I used to coach uh, probably before we were in the show together or you know before we met I worked at a corp a very corporate um, like a very brand heavy, uh, well, it started because I worked at a, a, um, indoor cycling studio for like three years, um, and not as a instructor there, but, uh, we wrote a lot just being like front desk staff, but, um, that kind of got me into, I was going to audition to be an instructor, which I did made it to the final round, but, uh, it didn't work out because, um, of like timing and you know all kinds of things but right around that time I was having like a major shift in my life anyway like I had just lost like my grandmother and things um and just like really trying to get back into theater at the time really so yeah. I was like I need to be back performing or at the front or of something at this point and so when I didn't get the that role as a it cycling instructor um I like met some people from DC who brought this Pilates place down to Austin and uh, they used to ride it, the cycling studio, some of the instructors. So they, um, I like went out to have a beer with them and they were like, oh yeah, we actually, you know, are auditioning people too. like just come out and they just want to meet you. And so, yeah, I was grunting and all that good stuff and like brought good energy and hold space, you know, like the, the stuff that actors get trained to do. But people, you know, the pe- people, you know, they, act, you know, anyways, uh, the other people just don't exactly know. They don't know how to. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So like I didn't really have to do anything but like show up and be present. Yeah. And and so I went through like a th- like a three-month training and I coached Pilates for a year uh or uh getting back into I think that was right before I did Black Girl Love um yeah so now Pilates and and then now um yeah now I uh after after working at a bar eventually um a bar theater um and getting closer to just it was familiar and I was like throughout the entire pandemic I was 
working there and there were jobs in between all of that like yeah. you know like uh I used to walk dogs and that's I guess that's the, the original question yeah like I used to walk dogs in between there I was a event coordinator for the dog walking uh company um I then uh they had some a retail at least a couple of retail oh yeah I used to sell luggage um for, I love that every time you say that <laughs> every time you say that I think of this scene in this very I, I don't think everybody has this isn't a very popular movie but there was a movie in the late oh gosh was it late 80s early 90s maybe it's called Joe versus the Volcanoes with Tom Hanks oh yeah and Meg Ryan anyway he at, at this one point during the during the beginning ish part of the movie maybe the first like I don't know, 30 minutes or so. He goes to a um to a luggage store to buy luggage. And it's just, it's really funny. I'll have to um post about it later. But it's anyway, every time you say that, I I think about that scene. Yeah, I need to go watch it. Um I'll send it to you. It's it's funny. Please. I think you'll appreciate it. Yeah. After after that, I think that's around when we when we were working on our show then. Uh yep, yeah, you're yep, because Good Friday ended yeah. literally right right the the it, we closed right before the pandemic yeah and I, and I was working at the luggage store and I was starting at the at the bar because I was creating and I hosted an event yeah. created there called yeah. the, the download that we don't do um anymore but yeah all that stuff shut down and I just stayed yeah. at the bar for a year and was bar backing hosting and then I took a break took a break and that was amazing well Okay, let me. Then I got booked in commercials and <laughs> and like a lot of short films and like a lot of you know. Twenty twenty was a great year for me. Uh, well, yeah, I think that um, I just was doing a bunch of like random. Was it twenty twenty or twenty twenty one? It Hard to keep track, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what happened. 2020 happened. I was like unemployed for the most part of that until mm-hmm. I was working at that bar. But I took many breaks because that working during a pandemic was like really, really stressful yeah. and unfulfilling. And it was just, you know, 2020 brought in, ushered in like a lot of like good stuff though, um, as well. Like, and and a lot of that was rest, <laughs> right? It, it yeah. a lot I think that that, I think a lot like, of people learned how to do that. Maybe, mm-hmm. Un, you know, it maybe came out of unfortunate circumstances or like, you know, it, it was, it wasn't maybe necessarily their choice, mm-hmm. but it was, you know, it made people have to take breaks and rest a lot of times. And I think that that's maybe a good thing that we learned from the past couple of years, because, I don't think enough people take care of themselves and take breaks and rest enough. But, um, and I, I know some people didn't have that, that luxury um, and, you know, or view it as, as a luxury even, but, uh, but I, I think it's good. I, yeah, for me, it was at least I, because I would always, I would never say no to projects and things and learning how to, well, not have anything to be able to say no to was was a little life altering and it was like okay well I guess I don't need to say yes to everything that's although maybe Shonda Rhimes would disagree with that but anyway <laughs> the year of yes 
I feel like uh, that's kind of like where we left off that last time we, we I were, remember, like, yeah. we were definitely, we were like literally talking about that. Yeah. So it was just so interesting how like, oh, in the last two years, like we, I got to go back and listen to what we were talking about, see the change. <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah, it brought in that rest and, yeah. um, and play is the other thing I said it brought in and I got to like just cook and you know, uh, everything was delivered. So I was like, Wait, you were in commercials too. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So, um, yes. At the, like, can we find these on YouTube? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, uh, well, um, I guess I can say what they were, uh, Blue secret commercials. No, it's, it was, it was, a um, so I was in one spot that was like a national spot for the, uh, but I was in it for like three seconds. Uh, but you know how those, how those things go. Yeah, yeah. But it was a um, I got to ride a horse. It was a like a Facebook commercial, and I got to ride a horse. We went to uh, we went like an hour outside of town. Um, it was cold. We shot it in like January 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was crazy. It was wild for me because like um. It was one of those like uh, one of those calls where they don't like it sounds like it's literally just going to be like something that's tiny. Right. And they're just like, uh, um, what was it? It was I had to dance to like Meg the Stallion. I think it was like body at the time, like the body. Yada, 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 uh-huh. yada, yada, yada. And um, and we, I danced. And uh, I almost didn't do it. I actually like waited uh, to the last minute. I was tired. I think I was like working the, the bar still uh-huh. at the time. Um, and it was just a Sunday afternoon and I submitted it. And by Tuesday, I think they like had a call back. Oh, I had my residency. That's what yeah, I, was I know. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. You've yeah. had a lot of different things going on. Yeah, Is it I was weird in my that- residency. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think it's, is it weird? Does it feel weird that like so many kind of, I'd say like at least work-wise, you've had a lot of opportunities where maybe other people have had no opportunities? I, I think it's funny. So like, I it, that sounds terrible maybe, but like, I <laughs> I feel like, like even just like for me, hosting this podcast has been really great. And yeah. I'm really thankful okay. for some, <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> I said, you're welcome. <laughs> and I'm really thankful um, to Simone for asking me to do it full time. But I yeah. feel like I don't know if I would have been able to do it had we not been in the midst of like, oh, nothing's going on. And I don't really. And now it's like it's just part of, well, when we when we are opening up our new season and stuff. But uh, we you know, it's just now part of my schedule that I need to like do again and I I feel like it's weird I don't know if it would have happened in the same way maybe um and I don't know you know a lot of people struggled through 2020 and 2021 I and I'm not saying that you know you or I didn't either in in various ways but like a lot of I think a lot of people experienced the different opportunities and some of them really positive and learning and I don't know I just um I'm I'm really I guess I'm grateful to hear that like you had opportunities that that came about even in the midst of all this horribleness I guess is my 
genuine general feeling about like people who had these wonderful moments in the middle of all this crap yeah um and it's so interesting because I I think I just truly believe that you know like in terms of you in this like because when I was doing this podcast like honestly it was it was like a it was kind of a blur for me uh like um just talking to people with all the nerves and you know just trying to make it a through line too and everything like I like was grateful to you know kind of like hand that over because it was just like I don't know there's so much going on I couldn't be as present which I think that's why you yeah, know you were I mean a lot of things were changing for you things. yeah, yeah. Was so much going on yeah um yeah, it was so much going on that I was just trying to sort everything and I still am um but I definitely have a, a I, I definitely took time to do that you yeah. know um because I got to I didn't know that that was going to be, you know, talking about the commercial, I did not know it was going to be, you know, something that gets me, you know, like SAG eligible, you know what I mean? Like, no, you know what I mean? Like it was yeah. something that I did, um, you know, thought was going to get me some side cash. I was hustling out here. essentially. Yeah. Like I was hustling. I was just trying to get paid. Um, and I did, <laughs> and I got um, yeah. <laughs> and I got but I also, it's so interesting because like, you know, I learned a lot from that experience and all of these experiences because yeah. like with my residency, like, um, I'll say I was just throwing stuff and seeing what sticks, right? Like, not that things were like, I wasn't like BS and stuff. Like I had all these things in my head and I was like, well, mm -hmm what's good well what is it because if I'm out here struggling then one of these things has have got to give and so I you know I was like maybe it's being a bar back maybe it's a podcast host maybe um you know maybe it is auditioning maybe I need to get a freaking agent which maybe I need to get a freaking agent Listen, um, get it get a freaking agent uh, if anybody's interested uh the faith slash yeah. faith anderson slash anderson is looking for maybe representation so um hit them up um right. Clubhouse yeah. was big at this time so i was just listening to all these people from all over the world who was like this is how you do it man you know <laughs> this is how this is how i did it man and this is the stuff that they don't tell you they won't tell you you got to know the right people and they were right you know and, and i think a lot of times it's unfortunate but yeah that's true. You, I feel like sometimes you just have to be in the right place, right time, know the right person, get in, you know, have a, yeah, it's unfortunate because I think there's a lot of talent that gets not seen mm -hmm. and that goes unseen. Um, but so how was being the, the, um, the artist in residence? I know you were working on a play. <laughs> yeah. Did, no. How'd it go? Um, that was, that was another one of those learning experiences where, so honestly, a lot of the stuff that I'm learning is more so about myself. I'm yeah, learning. That's great. Um, that's great, man. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not like, I'm not like learning. Well, I'm learning how to get what I want from 
what I'm learning about myself uh, and being more specific and um, narrowing down what that looks like. And, you know, one of the things I was like, I was like, well, I want to just do my own show. Um, and I think during the pandemic, I was talking to my partner and she had never heard of uh, <laughs> this show, The uh, the Color Museum uh, by George C. Wolfe. And that was like one of the first uh, plays that I really like learned about um, when I went to school at Howard. Um, and I actually like was a costume when I was doing costume tech, we costumed that show. And uh, something had happened. I think honestly, it was something to do with the violence that was a, that had occurred in mm-hmm. 2020 um, that was happening. And, and, and um, I was just like, man, this is reminding me of the Colored Museum. She had never saw it. We watched it on YouTube. And I was like, man, this is such a great show, but I don't really like actually see myself. And it's all these like images of black people. And yet people like me, like, uh, specifically like masculine, more masculine identified queer uh, people, <laughs> um, queer expansive. There is like a, a character that is queer uh, in, in that show, but it was femme, a femme, femme identified a person. And so I was like, man, I'm just going to reimagine this whole thing. Uh, so I like had a pit like a I just kind of like the way I think of things I literally it, if it comes in my head I plan the whole thing out but the issue with that is if I'm washing dishes you know or running around at a bar or you know what I mean these are my day-to-day jobs I don't have any time to write that down or like record it or anything so a lot of my issues is that I have all these like full plans in my head and I never like get had time to rest and write it down uh so I one of these one I guess I didn't have a job at this time probably so I came up with this idea like write it down and there's a um residency for artists but a lot of artists residencies are for like visual artists and I was just Mm -hmm. like well I'm not gonna say no I'm gonna make them say no to me you know like don't say no to yourself I forgot what that quote is from but you know, don't say no to yourself. Uh, let the people say no to you because it was like they they were looking for I don't know just like people who just wanted to produce art. Um, yeah, and and I just submitted and me and one other person got it and I had it was initially supposed to be like I think like a three month residency. It turned into like six months just again because the pandemic and things were going yeah. on and I had this space. But (laughs) what was the hardest part about it was like, I didn't know what to do with having so much time to create. Like I had a plan, you know, but I didn't, the whole time I had some time off to like rest, I was thinking about, well, what am I going to like do to when I'm done? Like, I'm like wasting, I was in my head. It was like, I'm Mm kind of like, quote unquote, wasting time, you know, uh, not wasting time. Not that I thought that the residency was a waste of time or like that doing the work there was, but I was still in survival mode. I think, um, I think that it's the, the issue with (laughs) a, a lot of the issues around the conversation of like care and 
uh, self-care or like uh, just oh, like just take the time and rest. A lot of time is that people don't realize like when you are living in this like tra- traumatic states, like you can't just go straight into yeah. work. Like you have to come back to a neutral state. And I think I spent the whole time, a lot of my residency trying to come to a neutral state mm-hmm. of, of, oh, I have time to create, like that can be anything. And it yeah. was like, well, no, I have to like do what I said I was going to do. And, you know, I just want to make sure it's right. And I wanted to make sure I'm representing everybody. Yeah. And I wanted to make sure like all queer people can understand, you know, queer black um, people, like, yeah. and I don't fit, you know, and I was just like, that's overwhelming. Oh. It was so overwhelming that um, I wrote down just more and more outlines, you know what I mean? But uh, I didn't really get to write out all the monologues in my head you know what I mean it's just like and it's just like you just got to get it down but that's something that I struggle with in general with like with writing and my relationship to writing because I also knew that I had trauma surrounding writing specifically Mm -hmm. and I somehow pitched I didn't realize I pitched a playwriting residency I didn't I I don't know (laughs) Like, like it was when I tell you it was just the idea and I was like I'm just gonna create this show that has all these things like I didn't whenever whenever I just like wrote it all down and put it together in my head there was like something that didn't really click until it submitted I was like oh I have to write this <laughs> but I also I feel I'm like I'm an actor you know what I mean I'm like I can't just listen act. oh listen man yeah totally I I feel that hard like I have a I have a story in my head but I don't even to me being a, a writer is that's challenging work for on a for a host of reasons but I also think like being in that space like I imagine like that's an overwhelming feeling to like have this gift given to you of okay well I'm going to be this I'm going to be an artist in residence and I'm you know I'm going to be a writer in residence but then it's it's kind of like if I had just a bunch of time to like create something (laughs) that would drive me crazy I think for or further into craziness (laughs) and I, I mean like that's a lot that's a lot to like want to undertake and then like you who I I think you have like perfectionism kind of tendencies oh, yeah Wait, you know it's like that's hard I I totally I totally understand that um but I think that it's great because I think ultimately you don't beat yourself up about I mean yeah I, it's good that you developed these things and like I think it can only be it, it's good it's good seed for the for the fruit the future fruits I guess I will say you know Absolutely. yeah because to be completely honest uh the reading blacks um and directing this show and just like work prep preparing to direct or I'm, I mean now I'm in it uh but like uh for the last couple months I've just been like uh you know like um I'm 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 a I'm a cr- critic you know what I mean like I, I'm a critic of of the crafts you know, um, and I think uh, it would reading blacks and working that and like, oh, how do I do this? And what is this talking about? And how do I 
how am I going to do this? I, Cause I, I, this is my, that was, that would have been my first, that was my first time setting myself to, up to be a playwright. Right. And this is like my first time uh, directing. <laughs> really? You directed for the mini fest. Well, I mean like so, that will be in person. That's what I sure, was gonna, got you. Like, so, yeah. So let's talk about that. We haven't really, I mean, Simone and I talked about it last time. So if people are listening in order, um <laughs> they heard about already but so yeah so what are you doing for new manifest theater company this season excuse me well well this season i will be directing <laughs> blacks by aziza barnes um which i am excited for yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah so how do you things. i mean yeah so why did you want to do this initially so yeah um but directing scares the shit out of me too a little bit like honestly like simone bless her heart uh and and i'm grateful for the opportunities but like directing even for, you know, the mini fest, which was something that was virtual. And I, I had a great script and good people to work with, but yikes, that's a lot of stress. So what made you want to do this again in person? Yeah. So I, I I will say, I don't know what it meant. You're good ever. Cause I'm like being really like open and vulnerable in in the interview. Um, I have nothing to lose, so why not? But you I, don't. I, I, you're wonderful. I think you're wonderful. People who know you think you're wonderful. I think you're very talented, and people just want to know more about it. And I want to you to tell us more about it. Yay! <laughs> Thank you. <for> that. <laughs> um, it's it's always nice to know that people people how people feel about you. Listen, I think <laughs> it's a Libra. Start a fan page. <laughs> yeah, it's Libra. <laughs> I think you get it. Um. I, uh, oh man, I had the answer. Um, so I think honestly, a lot of, at this point in my life, at this point in about to turn 30, which I don't really believe in time on that kind of scale, but I think like I'm in the midst of a, like a solar return, you know, a, excuse me, a Saturn return, um which you know is like a major transition um where I've I've just kind of been like gathering all the things that I've experienced and really moving back and dedicating all that into just you know into me uh because I think I spend a lot of time doing other people's work um for this for some kind of like thought process that it would even you know, it was supporting my own, but I don't think that that's uh, exactly true um, per se. Uh, and that I'm gonna get back to the focus, but I think that I um, I decided to do this director because honestly, after us doing New Manifest, the mini fest, mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna be honest. Boy was good. Okay. It was good faith. Boy was good. And actually, you know, shout out to Kenna. Uh, he actually, you know, like won an award. Uh, he did for it, which uh, I, 
I was like, you know, that was, that was exciting. Uh, so, you know, boy was good. And I don't think, uh, that I heard enough of that. (laughs) And I, though I'm not, um, necessarily doing this. So somebody can be like, oh, that's good. But I know that I can do bigger and I know that I can do more. And oh, that's great. I know yeah. that more people need to see that work and the kind of stuff that I dedicate to. And so I think that like Simone presented this to me. Mm-hmm. So actually, uh, I can't remember what we were going over, but Simone presented it to me, I think, in a in another setting where we were just, you know, Touch off guard about, is what she did. Yeah. We were, <laughs> we were, um, I think you may have even been there. I think it was like an artistic associate meeting or something. I wasn't there. Um, I'm not invited to those fancy meetings. <laughs> well, because I've been the um, so I guess a little bit, I didn't say this, but like with New Manifest. Yeah. Uh, I was once the podcast host, which you mentioned, but yeah. then also I uh was the uh, oh my goodness I can't ensemble the ensemble chair and I yeah. became an ensemble chair right before the pandemic <laughs> so I couldn't I was like how am I gonna like get people together and so we were just having those meetings or whatever and we were yeah. just figuring out and doing the trajectory of new manifest theater company and she mentioned it and I was like oh interesting cool like I don't know um because these people ain't you know ain't even looking at you know going to see my stuff or whatever you know I was like I don't want to do that why do we do that to ourselves (laughs) there's a lot of self-doubt and self-sabotage what's up is it because we're Libras probably and perfect that that perfectionist um the worst yeah but also the best because Libras are we're amazing creatures Anyway. Right. And I mean, yeah, I like to be told I'm pretty. You know what I mean? Like, so I will say I was like a little like, you know, thrown off by, uh, you know, the, getting noticed and things. And um, but it wasn't just that it was I honestly genuinely like theater took a major hit. Uh, let's be real over the pandemic and it was a struggle it was a struggle to see good work I'm gonna keep it real it was a struggle to see good work and I was like I don't know man is it is it is it is it Austin you know and (laughs) and this is you know just an opinion and I was just like man I don't know what's going on it was and it's also difficult obviously for like black queer people to you know get to see a lot of black thing things specifically and I was like man I don't even know uh when Simone when I read the show I was then specifically like no I didn't say this but I was uh talking to my partner I was like I'm not presenting this show for these people not me because it feels so intimate um the show, uh, well, initially I was like, ah, you know, this, uh, I don't know if you've 
like read it have you read have you read the show i don't I know read it yet. i say no. so much of i've it. read i've read about it a little bit and no because as i've mentioned uh in the past i'm really a bad listen maybe i shouldn't put that on me now but i <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say something negative about myself but listen look talking to faith this is what that does see now i know like maybe i shouldn't say that about myself um but i will say i don't read a lot of plays outside of reading plays for work that I'm working on myself, mm-hmm. um, which I'd like to be able to be a person, especially as an actor who reads more plays, mm-hmm. but also as just somebody who's interested in, in theater in general and, and you know, contemporary theater, I've because I've read a lot of old shit um, and some of it is good. <laughs> yeah, thank God for Simone, because I hadn't, heard of this show Mm -hmm. um and so when she yeah when she presented it I read it and I just wasn't I had to go I was like "Uh uh-uh like um because I, I mean you know it's a struggle to get you know certain audiences and um so you didn't think it was gonna be successful uh I didn't think that it would be successful in a way I was willing to put black people on display to mm. to uh be uh c- critiqued. So what changed your mind? What, what um a few things changed my mind. Um I think I ended up saying yes initially because I, I I read it. And I kept reading it and then I went and I had to do my research. I had to go see who Aziza was. Yeah. Uh, I went to see Aziza, like, you know, YouTube and, and Google. And I was like, well, what, what exactly is happening here? Cause I wasn't sure, like specifically with even just the name, like blacks. Um, I was like, this can't be serious. <laughs> like, like, uh, like for, for, for a black person, just the name itself is not only just well, for me, I must speak for myself. It's like black, that that's true. That's a, that's like triggering, you know, like not true. That's, I, I don't, I won't say triggering, but it's immediately a side eye. Yeah, no, it could be. It, it could be triggering. It wasn't, I don't say it was, for me, it wasn't triggering, but I gave it a side eye because I was like, where are we headed with this? Because, mm-hmm. you know, the conversation of Blacks, like to, instead of like, there's the emphasis of saying, oh, the Blacks instead of like Black people, right? Mm-hmm. Is, mm-hmm. is, there's a difference, right? For sure. So it already seemed like it was coming from a white point of view, a white lens, Um and so I was like, this can't be serious because this person is black and, you know, and queer. Yeah. And I'm like, what exactly is going on? And then I watched an interview uh, of Aziza where they kind of explained the inspiration. I was like, OK, cool. It is. It is ironic. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, is it more like is it? Well, I, I still, I don't know if I want to read it ahead of time um, or if I want to just watch it. I would, I wouldn't, I would, I would. Yeah. It's so much, first of all, it's yeah. I, every day I read it every day. I, even with auditions, like some of these, uh, these, these people came in and I was like, oh, what do you know about the show? Da, da, da. And even their interpretations, you know, still brought information to me that I was like, oh yeah. You know, uh, cause, uh, 
it's just you know it's gonna different people are gonna bring in different information for sure yeah Um, and my lens though I have like a very obviously vast experience not only specifically with being black and being queer but being in in revolutionary spaces um and in spaces of protest and in spaces of um you know fighting political policy you know political things and um like because at my time at Howard you know we was we was marching, you know, we, we was walking up to the White House, you yeah. know, walking that couple miles, you know, with the various outcomes of various things. And, and the show touches on that briefly. Um, uh, yeah, I kind of lost where I was going with that, but, oh, yes. Um, so like, I, I had a I have experience um, with the information, but I do think um, going to like reading it versus it's so it's so much information. It's so much, and it's it's intentionally that way yeah. because it's a day in the life of these you know three black women um, who are queer for the most part. And, and it's just so absurd. There's so many things that happen in it that is like 24 hours. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, that was a good face right happened, now. but it could, huh? <laughs> I said that was a good face right now. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I think, well, in just reading like the character breakdowns, cause I was, I was looking at, um, at the audition call and I was like I just want to see because I mean obviously I'm it I think it it sounds to me I have no idea again um because I don't I don't know if I want to read it again or do a lot of work research on it and like deep dive into it before I see it because I kind of I kind of think I just want to see it but it sounds to me like it's just going to be ridiculous and like a parody and satire and um, but I don't know if that's true. Uh, so we'll see, but I'm yeah. excited to see it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that is those descriptions were taken straight out, straight out of, of the yeah. script. It wasn't, you know, nothing. Oh yeah. I think yeah. it's, they sound, it sounds funny. Yeah. And, um, it's actually, at least from my perspective, you know, it definitely could could be very played up and satirical, but I think I am being a little realistic about it. Um, yeah, um, there's some things though that I'm like working through as far as like some occurrences in the show of like how I wanna show that because there's there is so much pain uh that exists in the media um in the media whether it's the news or um whether it's tv shows or documentaries and different things like there's so much (laughs) or live uh live events um where (laughs) well I won't talk about our our my Libra brother but 
but but um, <laughs> there's so much pain in the conversations that happen surrounding <laughs> things that individuals do. It took me a little while to get there. Yeah, okay, it's okay, but there's uh-huh. something like there's so much that gets analyzed about Black people and the images that a single Black person and the stereotypes that come from that and. Um, so I'm a little, um, I'm a little, I'm walking carefully of how I want to depict some of it, but, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for sure. I'm excited. I'm excited for you. I think it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Um, we will manifest that. Yes. Let's <laughs> man- <laughs> yes. Come on. Yes. New manifest. <laughs> Manifest Minifest 2022 submissions are open. This is the fourth annual Manifest Minifest Short Play Festival. And this year, we're looking for short plays that are 30 minutes or less in length. We are looking for diverse and inclusive plays that embody the new Manifest Theater mission to reflect our collective human experience through inclusive storytelling and contemporary theater. Submissions close on June 1st, 2022. For more information, visit newmanifest.org. So I I know, so Faith, so fancy. I feel like going to school on the East Coast was always a dream of mine when I was in high school Mm. and you got to to live it. I didn't. Um, But that's because, and, and I feel like too, like, you're very brave to be able to like try new things and different things and see like what fits, what doesn't, what, what do you enjoy or maybe taking, you know, chunks from one thing and another thing and making a whole new thing. And I think that that's very brave. I don't, I don't have that kind of courage, but I maybe someday. Mm -hmm. Um, But to me, that's, it's, it's hard. So um, I'm glad that you brought that the the east coast and the howard perspective back to austin Mm -hmm. what do you what do you think was like do you have an experience that i mean i i can't imagine that being able to have that experience on like a a daily basis for you know your your whatever amount of schooling you go through do you have an experience that you brought back with you that like shapes your thought process now, or, you know, that you carry with you or like a a mentor or a guide? Uh, wow. Um, so uh, thank you for that question. Um, so I take every, I've been through a lot in my life. Um, a whole lot, like, uh, I just ran through the whole, like, just, just the jobs that I've done. And that's just like within the past three-ish. <laughs> right, right. Three plus um, years, maybe three or five yeah, years. Yeah, yeah like five. Like, yeah, a little bit more, yeah. You know, two of two are gone from pandemic, but yeah. Um, <laughs> um, you know, I don't. Um, one of the, one of the things I'm working on personally is my connections. Uh, my like uh, I guess long-term connections with like the people um, 
so the people that I know and have met or have made impacts on my life um because I'm a very like in-person person like so it's really difficult for me to like keep and maintain connections and friendships uh so I don't like exactly have a mentor um or anything specific like that from Howard but uh, not necessarily even from Howard I just oh yeah yeah anywhere and maybe not even necessarily a person but like a you know yeah an experience yeah no I got you I got you I got you um well my time my time though I do think my time at Howard crafted a a lot of how I operate um uh to this day because what they what what happens at Howard and what a lot of people will say most HBCUs is excuse me they do kind of instill this get it done uh this get it done and finish and be proud mentality one thing Mm -hmm. I am one one thing is like I'm I'm proud of every like of where I am because like each experience shaped me I think one of the biggest things Mm -hmm. that one of the biggest things that I'll never forget um about my time at Howard I was uh I was uh, either a freshman or sophomore, honestly, can't remember. And I was in that costuming class and it was actually, it's very interesting. This is actually the, it's so interesting how things inspire you from from years before you have no idea how it's gonna impact you. I know, I think that's why I like to ask this. I, I, cause I was thinking about it myself and I think it is, it's, it's, you don't even know in how this might affect you in the future. Yeah. In this class, um, we had a uh, dear teacher, Reggie Ray, who has since passed on, um, but he was so like tough on us. Uh, It wasn't just the costume class. He also was the makeup uh, teacher and like just a general advisor and he was work he was a a lot of the professors at Howard are working uh professionals as well so like he was costuming the shows out in DC so we weren't just costuming we weren't just like costuming or making light well for costumes specifically we weren't just doing costumes for you know a soldier's uh soldier's play or the shows that we did for Howard, we were we were simultaneously doing like two or three, any two or three shows that he was working on. We were basically like his. Uh, we were working labor. His, yeah, um, <laughs> but 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 we would get paid. Uh, if if there was if if there was a job, he would get us the job as well. So it wasn't just that. Oh, so that's really a kindness. <laughs> that's generous. I think so was, like. Being able to connect you with people, you know, and and opportunities to have experiences like real life experiences outside it of school. Great. It was really amazing. Yeah. And that's the Color Museum came in. Right. Yeah. And he was so he knew every piece. He had a basement, two rooms full of full of clothes and uh, we would organize it every year. Um, you know, the next class would come organize it every year because it would just get thrown apart every year. Mm-hmm. Um, but this year, that year we had organized everything and uh, we were doing the color museum. He said, I'm looking for this apron and this bandana. And I know I have it because 
10 years ago when I costumed this show, I, I used it and I know it's exactly what I want for this show. He would separate us into groups and I was in the group that happened to be on the Color Museum. And the only task I had for like two weeks was to find this apron with picking with pickaninnies on it and a bandana or something like that and it was nowhere to be found it was nowhere to be found until one night around 10 30 we were in the basement working don't ask why um <laughs> and um I was alone just like uh, you know looking through everything I've been I've been doing I've been in everything these aisles yeah. it was behind a panel behind a panel I went and I was like what are these trash bags back here and I was like oh my god it was like a gold you know like really gold come up <laughs> and there's like four trash bags I'm just like ravaging them and I find a single piccaninny apron <laughs> I find all this color museum stuff all of it and I thought he was crazy. I we all was like, he really trying to get like go buy one. You know, it was two weeks. The show was going up. Yeah. And I was like, this is not here. He was like, no. And and basically, it was like your grade depends on this apron. Yeah. And I found it. I, and as soon as I found it, he was upstairs. We were they were in a meeting, but I couldn't be in a meeting. My only job was to find this thing. I went upstairs. Talked to the president of the class. We had a whole structure. And I said, I found an apron and like I got an A. And it, I guess the biggest lesson from all that is one, when you know something, you know something. When you know something's there, you know something is there. Two, uh, <laughs> don't stop. You know what I'm saying? Don't stop looking for it. Don't stop going for it because you know, had I given up, you know what I mean? And someone else found it a year later, it's like, dang, like, you know what I mean? I don't know. It was just so much glory from that. And like, that has kept me going for so much. Like, it's a story that all of the people in that class know. And it was like, yeah, no, Faith found that thing. We thought it was gone and Faith found it. You know what I mean? And I don't know. It's just a time that I was probably like the proudest, which is so uh interesting so I think I'm like chasing that chasing that pride I think you are though I mean I feel like yeah. you are you I don't think you stop I mean you didn't you know I, I mean again like I feel like you've tried a bunch of different things and you don't you don't stop like learning mm -hmm. I mean when I when I talk to you that that's what I get always like you're always trying to learn more uh Mm -hmm. do try different things I don't I don't know so I I think that that's that's amazing I think that is you that's definitely thank wow. you I think a lot of that comes from you know uh the you know I mean I didn't finish college I didn't finish my time at Howard I left I went back and I left again um and that was an interesting dynamic um to decide to leave knowing that there were other things that I had to work on and that's what I've been working on so not only you know I've been like I said I've been more interested in learning about me mm -hmm. um and that's what centers my curiosity because I think as a child 
there were so many opportunities that I didn't have or were missed or were redirected or um, whatever. And at some point, you know, through all of that, I forgot who I was, you know, who I, you know, who I really was. So I've been in this unlearned, I've been, so when I got to Howard, I was like reacting to mm. the things that were kept away from me or the things and the opportunities. Now, you know, I went after it went hard. I had a you know great time in DC. Um, so many experiences of, of reacting and, you know, identifying myself of things from a reaction point. And I think when I left the second time school, I was then in a phase of unlearning both of those parts of my life and then kind of coming back down and letting the dust settle and like <laughs> seeing what is what is what is actually there. Um, so yeah, like that's how like like I'm really like a consultant at this point because I've 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 and that's my goal to kind of put everything together as a, you know, someone who has done, you know, trauma-informed movement or has uh, taught uh, kids about, you know, how to have healthy relationships. Um, when I worked at Safe Alliance and did my theater education there, you know, um, I am also about to be, I am next Saturday beginning my intimacy coordinator I was uh, just gonna ask you about that <laughs> I was gonna ask you about here. that yeah oh. yeah what I I'm so I'm curious about this because this is a thing that has that I've only you know I think maybe has been happening for a longer time than I have known about it but I mean so you're starting that next week I'm yeah the first phase uh is like the first two phases are like month phases type situations and then there's mm -hmm. like deeper longer yeah kind of practice part portion of it but yeah I started next week yeah. and honestly I'm like I, I have an idea of what I'm getting myself into but oof. I just finished my yoga last night like my my end of my practicum so yeah. I'm like a little I'm just kind of like trying to stay in that like school phase I'm like also like basically putting myself through my own curriculum that I didn't per se get to finish so that's where I am and and honestly I've been getting scholarships for it you know so it's like uh, now that I was able to take a break last year after honestly that commercial really saved my life in a lot of ways because I stayed working at the bar and then I and then I stopped yeah for, for like six to seven months and I and like you know use that income for my support and I got to rest and and really rest this time and really kind of sort things out and uh I uh you know I budgeted and all of those things but um a lot of the trauma throughout all this time at the top of 2020 I was like having panic attacks I think I was telling y'all like I had I was having panic yeah. attacks when we were having Good Friday and I was trying to sort that out and yeah. uh, it was basically oh like, like a disorder. And um, I think at the end of 2019, so in 2018, my grandmother passed away. By the end of 2019, my oldest aunt had passed away. At the beginning of 2020, we were in Good Friday. Like 
and then 2020 happened. So I was like actively panicking in yeah. in, in permanence. Um, what seemed like permanent, I couldn't, I couldn't rest. Uh, literally. So I, I'm. I used to not like yoga. I'm an active, I'm an athlete. I, I like moving. I like moving hard and fast, you know what I mean? Um, and dance and, you know, big movements. Um, and yoga isn't exactly all of those things. It can be, but it isn't exactly that. But stretching and breathing is the only thing that worked. And then then it was like, oh, like there's an actual like practice of stretching and breathing in a thing called yoga <laughs> and I had class pass and started going to that. And I was like, I'm, I'm looking for something. I, I, I don't want to go back to Pilates. Um, then the, what, I, something came up in my email and it was um, one, two, one or two of the yoga instructors who I just happened to go to who were impactful. I had a whole conversation with them. They were yoga instructors on this trauma-informed program. And I was like, oh shoot, I think that's it. And it was like past the deadline. I applied for, you know, it got it. And that was like six months. Um, but I started back working in between that. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I got to rest. I got to start that yoga program uh, that I just finished. And at some point in between there and also on Clubhouse over the past couple of years, I was like, no, intimacy is is what I want to do as well. And I'm trying to move out of this, um, trying to, my relationship with the food industry, food and beverage industry, I'm transitioning that into an artistic space because I don't think I've ever looked at it in that way and you know I love I love creating food and I love um I'm a you know I'm a critic uh, like I said um so I've been watching Project Runways you know I've been watching uh had Great America yeah Great British Bake Off uh <laughs> Drag Race so I'm literally yeah. trying to do it all like um it sounds like it I, I'm, I'm into fashion right now um, and I'll, I'm trying to start um, making my own clothes. Um, Damn, Faith. Yeah. You know what I, I'm saying? Like, I feel yeah, like- I like apply to uh, an art. Uh, I applied to a space, a school too. And I was just like, why not? Uh, so yeah. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, damn, that's amazing. I see, I- I, and I love the way that you talk about it. I think this is fascinating because listen, I don't, I mean, I think school or traditional, even though you might have really great experiences there and, and things that will, you know, stay with you throughout like your, the rest of your life. It's not, it's not for everybody. Mm -hmm. And I think it's interesting that like you are, you're totally making your own curriculum for like, I hope somebody will give you a, well, you're getting certificates as you go along. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. like, that's kind of amazing. I love it. I think that that's, uh, and again, like trying new things. I think that's very hopeful and what a good perspective I think you will give to the people who will be in your show and you'll be directing them. And like, you can take from all these different things that you're learning and all this knowledge you're acquiring and give it to them during this process. Um, it's, I can't audition. 
it's un, it's unfortunate, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> but damn, that's great. That's a lot of stuff that you're working on. I think that's, I think it's amazing. Thank you. I, I I'm definitely excited about it all. And though it likes, uh, you know, when I, as I say it out loud, I'm like, well, you know, I'm doing so much, but it's, it's interesting because like, I'm able to, I am able to manage it. Like, and that, and that's a part of the tools that I was able to gain through, through the process. And, you know, I know everyone always says it says, trust the process. Um, and I, and I mean that, and I don't, and that's not to say that the, the, the negative things or the things that kind of like shift you, um, you got to like, you know, make it false positive or anything. But I do believe in like trusting your process and your processing of things Mm -hmm. and how to come back to yourself. Because I do think that that's like inherent. And I do think that no matter how much we go through that, if you keep seeking to come back to yourself, then you will, um, and I didn't read that anywhere. (laughs) That's just you. later in in time people will look up quotes for different things and they'll find your name (laughs) next to them um okay so all right so i let's go back to blacks then um so you do not recommend me reading that ahead of time honestly i think i I recommend reading it i recommend doing what you want to do um i think (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Look, I, no because I you said i shouldn't minding my own business so um no I, but I, I i trust i trust you you said no maybe just watch it first so so what else is out there that we can read Ooh. instead of reading blacks is there okay. another play that you recommend um you know this is this is random but it came up and because i was doing some more research uh i had i didn't read this play recently but i was looking at the previous directors of um blacks of blacks yeah or just doing some trying to like see Mm -hmm. i'm in the middle Mm -hmm. of casting so i'm just like i don't know what to do right now um uh but uh insurrection holding history i was like dang who who is that playwright he directed blacks before um so that 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 just came up in my um yeah Robert Robert O'Hara yeah okay. Robert O'Hara he is a playwright and I remember reading Insurrection at some point a long time ago and so it was really when I was like oh my goodness like all these people like the people the specific people who have directed this show before I was like ooh and um for me what the reason I'm recommending Robert O'Hara, I think he has a play called Booty Candy as well, um, and other things like that. Uh, I like the name of it already. Uh, yeah, um, the reason I'm recommending this is like when I was looking at the cast, I was like, oh my goodness, you know, that's very similar to the way I imagined it, but you know, and so of all the ones that I had seen, yeah. it was like, oh, they got they got a budget. They, you know, oh, that they if I if I, you know, that's exactly what. I, and then I was like, oh, they did have a budget because it's this dude, you know, what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, it's this dude, and it was in this place. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay. So I was, I'm like, yeah, I, and I remember that place. So I was yeah. like, oh. 
maybe new manifest can work up to having that kind of budget in the future. Mm-hmm. Donate, <laughs> please. It, with that being said, we are accepting. <laughs> no, we are accepting donations. Yeah, uh, and I, I'm, I wish, black, like, yeah. yeah. Uh, I wish this was coming out too before this will probably come out way after you've cast the play. Um, but, uh, I think people will want to work with you in the future. You know, <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. I'm, I'm really having fun because, you know, I ain't gonna hold you. Like the first time I realized I was like, oh, this, this makes so much sense is because as far as like being me, being a director, I was like, because like yeah, I said, me. I'm a critic. First of all, yeah. I'm like, oh, that ain't how that needs to look like. But not just that, but like, um, I really struggle with like things like Excel, you know what I mean? With the, like I said, the writing, right? Like the plant, like the actual, like doing and stuff. I'm like, you mean to tell me that's what stage managers do? <laughs> I was like, oh, I just need some help. <laughs> I just need help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so great. So wow. Okay. So you need a stage manager. Or you already got one. <laughs> uh no. Uh well. Um, I think we have one. We I I was we were I, I was working with someone and it's a busy season. We're 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 solidifying our designers. Uh yeah. Within this week, we're solidifying the cast within this week and um doing all that you know it's though it's been time I think you know you know how time goes it, it goes it keeps oh, going it keeps going yeah keeps going so uh yeah it's all like you know it's creeping up we got two months uh two months yeah, when, are, when is this happening so uh the show the intention is to uh have the show in June pride month and surrounding Juneteenth for yeah. A celebration of Black history. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. I just raised my Black power fist for, for well, yes, this, thank you for mm-hmm. nobody can see that, but ever. Um, but yeah, so the uh, we open, I believe June 17th, you know, when we're, um, I'm not going to quote a date right now, but I know, I think we end on July 3rd. It'll be like around June 17th to July 3rd. Um, and it's going to be and, outside, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm. Did Simone say stuff? I don't know what I'm allowed to say. Uh, um, I mean, oh, I don't know. You, you know, I don't know how you work. This is my first time. You know, I just got here <laughs> days ago. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. You can say whatever you want. Yeah, we're gonna be outside, uh, Rocky Ranch. Uh, yeah. We in collaboration with Salvage Vanguard. Mm-hmm. um theater and yeah that's gonna be real fun I'm so excited about having that outside space um we we really want to activate it um activate the space uh uh the the whole intention of my direction for the show and it's very much so influenced by Aziz's intention which is to create a, a space for black people to exist and um to be freely I think uh the show itself 
critiques that it critiques the fact that a lot of times uh we just aren't seen as human and we really just wanted to the space to feel comfortable and cozy I really want to do something kind of um non-traditional um in the way that this theater <laughs> in the way that this theater space will will be presented because I do think um though uh and this is speaking to kind of like my initial hesitancies of directing the show though you know a lot of people in Austin who come to see theater are not black and queer people um specific you know or you know not all the you know not a lot not as many right. um don't y'all don't come get me I know we see don't don't come get me y'all I know we see theater I know we are artists don't do that to me um but um I wanted I wanted to where you know it can be uh for 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 anyone um I wanted to I think a lot of times a lot of people are afraid of theater space because it gets like honestly not boring because of the show but like it's so sterile like like it's just like okay music maybe like at the beginning you know and like you're you know walking through the doors and it's like you know playbill and ticket and you know it's like kind of like formal in a way and it's like what's happening here like why is it so formal and at least for me and you know what I'm saying like um because I'm not the most theater theater person okay you know what I mean like I I like going to see not that everyone doesn't but I'm I'm not so hyped up on like theater as a, a as this like um uh what's the word I'm looking for like the sacred yeah 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 yeah. no I I I, I don't want to I don't want that I think that's good I think that's important and necessary and the only way that we create a sustainable environment and I was talking to um to India Mm -hmm. um India Wilmot about um about this when we first you know she's on the board yeah for New Manifest and we were talking last year and uh she said something similar. And I, I mean, you know, a lot of people, they put a lot of parameters around theater. Like it has to be this thing. It has to be this thing. It has to be this thing. And I think like definitely starting to think about with, again, like maybe a positive thing that came out of the pandemic is like the understanding that theater is going to continue to exist, whether you want it to or not. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't necessarily need to be in inside with four walls and a stage absolutely um and traditional seats or whatever i mean we have amphitheaters for concerts why can't we Mm -hmm. what's the what's the disconnect between having an outdoor concert and having an outdoor show yeah and then like also extending that right like um yeah for me i feel like my what i've been what i have found in this last year is major for me as an artist and in in my vision and my passion as i continue to create anything that i'm creating cuz i'm definitely revisiting the color museum let's not let's not come back to uh i'm revisiting my play that i'm writing based off of that um and just everything but my biggest thing like my pitch was like basically how can i bring these different art forms into theater into excuse me my show like I think I think music and art you know visual arts go together a lot of times and like 
you know, there's such a separation between film community and the theater community yeah. uh, and all these different, you know, multimedia designs and, or, and it's so, I know there are different jobs, but like I, my goal for this show as much as we can, like I'm bringing, you know, bring a live DJ, you know what I'm saying? Bring, mm -hmm. we're, you know, trying to have, you know, a market so that it's not just the show, but it, we're creating an entire community space. And uh, an atmosphere of like, atmosphere. yeah. Yeah, like I want us in, not only am I supporting the black artists within the show and in my production team, but I want, you know, to bring in other artists and other kinds of art, like who, you know, who know as much as I can do, you know, there's a new braiding salon and like, it, it, you know, maybe I want my actors to, you know, get braided up by, you know, this salon over here, if we can make a deal, you know what I mean? And, yeah, I love and it. That's that. great. Uh, so I'm looking for designers and, you know, I'm looking for people too. If y'all want to try and be a part <laughs> uh, of the show somehow, just let me know. We'll I think that out. that's great. I think that that's why too, I really like working with Simone and working with New Manifest because she really has the intention of collaboration mm -hmm. um, at the top of her to-do list, you know? And I think that that's why I was, I was super glad to hear that we were working with SVT um, to, for, for Blacks. I think that it's, I think it's great. And I think like doing that, like reaching out to other people in the community who are maybe small businesses or historically, mm -hmm. you know, underrepresented communities and businesses, those folks like get to be seen while, you know, this new play gets to be seen by these yeah. actors who get to be seen by this production group, that crew that gets to be seen by this director who gets to be seen, you know, this theater company and Savage Vanguard Theater Company gets to be seen. I mean, I think it's great. I think yep. collaboration is, it should be more important for theater companies here in Austin and it's not. And I, I'm glad to, I'm super glad it, that it is for us with New Manifest. I'm excited. Same. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this was a good conversation. I feel like we could talk for a long time. Yeah. I'm like, good. Uh, someone going to have to edit. <laughs> or y'all, you know, or Simone's not, not gonna edit. edit. No, Simone's Ooh. not gonna edit, except to maybe, uh, yeah, no, just add in uh, our little break, and that is it. But other than that, no, um, no editing here, uh, no filters. <laughs> well, excuse me in advance because, Bye. like I said, I had that food, so there was a couple bumps in there. Okay. That's okay. Uh, listen, yeah, we are talking about real life here on this podcast. Real, real theater. Thank, thank you, Faith, for joining me today. I appreciate it so much. Thank you for the conversation. Thank you for the words of wisdom. Uh, thank you for the hope that I feel after talking to you and listening to all the things you're working on and learning. I, I'm a little jealous, but that's a lot of stuff that you're working on, to be honest. So I don't know. I'm tired <laughs> also just listening to it. Um, but yeah, <laughs> but hard. amazing. I Man, you're, I think I aspire to that and to learning more about myself. I think it's important. And I think that you will bring such a great perspective to whatever you work on in the future. So um, hopefully someday I'll do the same. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the New Manifest Theater Podcast. Please be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and be sure to keep updated with everything New Manifest is doing at our website, newmanifest.org, where we will probably soon have tickets for sale for um, a play that's going to be directed by the Faith Anderson slash Faith slash Anderson slash F.A., Anyway, uh, um, yeah, <laughs> newmanifest.org. Also, please be sure to follow us on social media at New Manifest Theater. And until next time, please take care of yourselves and maybe go and, uh, I don't know, learn something new about yourself. Like Faith is <laughs> so much work. Faith can't be the only one holding it down for all of us, you guys. So, But also take care of yourselves. Be careful out there. Um, don't drive so fast. And use your turn signals. Like, when do we become Houston? That's for another time and discussion. Thank you very much. <laughs> Y'all be careful. <laughs>